Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm Erica. We are the Sugarcraft Junkies and this is our podcast. It's for professionals, home bakers and everyone in between. Each month we'll bring you the latest news, trends, ones to watch and so much more. So stay tuned. Good morning, Sam. Good morning. And should I say Merry Christmas? Yes. (laughs) It's getting (laughs) worryingly close, isn't it? It's going very, very fast. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And the weather has been a bit grim, but not so bad today. This is true. (laughs) So what have you been up to for the last four weeks since we last spoke? Well, I have tried out a new calisthenics class, which my friend went to in Ruskin Park. It's a free one outside. They've got, you know, one of the outdoor gyms. Yeah. But it's um, kind of a charity that makes them. So they make them from um, knives that have been confiscated and they remake the steel into sort of, positive things they've done this calisthenics playground in Ruskin Park oh right and they have free classes a few times a week but they're stopping they've stopped in December obviously because it's quite cold and they'll be starting (laughs) up again in January so I went to what was pretty much the last one but my friend's been going for quite some time and seems to quite enjoy it so uh, that was good and something maybe to do later on next year oh I'm not sure when it's starting again how long does it take you to get there it's about an hour, but I can get a train direct to Denmark Hill. Oh, okay. So okay. it's not not so bad. Yeah, it was lots of like handstands, headstands, pull-ups, um, things on the bars, like knee raises, touch your toes to the bar, little inverted things, that sort of stuff. I would get you. <laughs> it was hard and my hands were frozen. <laughs> if I get anywhere near the floor, I'm not coming back up again. <laughs> Just get there and lie down. Yep. <laughs> I have done a wreath workshop with my sugar craft branch, which was on Saturday. So that was They look really interesting. good. They were really good actually, and we really enjoyed it. It just wasn't what we thought it was gonna be. So and, and not through anyone's fault, basically. Um, there was an awful lot of stuff to prep, which I don't think we were all prepared for. So we had a one-hour session on Zoom to do some prep work, which was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of leaves. And my God, did we need to prep them because we would not have had time to make them on the day. <laughs> there was ivy, holly, berries, um, walnuts, um, all sorts of stuff that we had to make. So we'd made all of that. It was Carolyn Harvey who was coming to do it with us. Yeah. And unfortunately, she's got flu, so she couldn't come. Oh, no. So what she did instead, bless her, she dragged herself out of bed and did me and Judy a one-hour, well, more than an hour, sort of Zoom crash course on what we needed to do and what order, and then sent us a video that she had of putting the wreath together for us to all follow. Oh, bless her. So me and Judy ended up sort of running the morning where we had to make a couple more things. We had to make some, we had to dust a few things. We had to make Christmas roses, hellebores. Yep. And what else we had to make? Can't remember. But anyway, we made a few things <laughs> and then after lunch we put it all together. Yeah. But it actually worked really well. We were. I was a bit apprehensive, like, oh, I don't really know how this is going to go. But it actually yeah. worked fine. I brought my projector 
Yeah. And we saw on the computer and me and Judy had both downloaded the video, which was like two hours long. And we projected it onto the wall and all sat there and followed along. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Oh, that's they brilliant. All came out, they all came out really well and we had a really fun time. And I thought maybe watching the video might be a little bit dry. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was really quite entertaining and quite funny. And we had quite a laugh. So. Oh, oh <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. That's the trouble with this time of year, isn't it? You can't guarantee that you're going yeah. to be well. <laughs> and also, at that point, she didn't really know when it was. It could have been COVID, do you know what I mean? So, yeah. best yeah. just to stay away. Yes. I've done a workshop that I ran for London Branch Signets, which are the kids. And they did oh, yes. the, you know, my little cutouts that I do. Yes. Really tattoo designs. They did yeah, a yeah, Christmas-themed yeah. one. Oh, fantastic. They did brilliantly, honestly. They did so well. A couple of the kids are so artistic. Like their colour mm. choices were just spot on. Their tracing and their drawings were just really neat. So I was really pleased with that. Oh, brilliant. Oh, and I made my niece a birthday cake for her fifth birthday. So they normally get to pick what they want, my nieces. They'll tell me what they want. So I said, what do you want for your birthday? And she's like, uh, I've seen the cake I want. I was like, okay, what is it? And she's like, it's black and it's pink. I was like... Do you mean the colours black and pink? Or do you mean oh, black, pink, the band? The band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she was like, no, it's blue and it's got sprinkles. I was like, okay, you're going to have to show me. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> so she'd seen it. She watches Casey and Rachel on YouTube, which are like this Vietnamese family. Um, yeah, and it's just about their lives basically and it was one of them their birthdays the kids are I think about like 11 or 12 and 6 or something like that but they've yeah. got other siblings and it was one of the two's birthday and they had this cake, this cake and that was what she wanted so she's opened the video I was like that is Blackpink the band <laughs> <laughs> and she was like oh well it's what I want so <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so, so I made her a black pink cake, which doesn't know who black pink are. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> it would go down well in this house, I think. Well, she she enjoyed it. Um, it had like cardboard toppers, so I just printed off some pictures and then printed off some pictures of Casey and Rachel and stuck them on it as well. I had oh, a bit of trouble finding the sprinkles that I wanted because they were sort of pastels. Um, so the cake was like a baby blue. And yeah, it had sprinkles around the side, which were in a band, sort of around the top to middle. Yeah, and they were pink, lilac, white. I think couldn't find that mix of colours anywhere. And I thought I'm not spending like twenty no. quid buying three different packs of sprinkles for this cake. So I just went for, <laughs> went for pink in the end. And then because it was a sugar pasted cake, because I thought I don't really want to do buttercream. Yeah, I had to stick them all on individually. So oh crikey. yeah I thought if I just put like a band of blue and try and press them on it's just going to look horrible yes so I stuck them all individually for the love of (laughs) I'm looking at it now it's very pretty she was quite happy so yeah she'd imagine she would be (laughs) a cake with loads of people on it she doesn't know who they are (laughs) not to worry not yeah not to worry it hit the brief so what have you done? Um, what have I done? Uh, so for the last month, oh, I've I've actually, I've been out to lunch, mm. which is quite unusual for me. I meet up with a fellow home worker. She does IT stuff. She does a lot okay. of IT training. So we've decided that every four to six weeks, 
we'll have a working lunch. <laughs> That's a nice idea. <laughs> because otherwise you don't get to see people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we went out locally. So I am in the process of trying to find lots of other local pubs or um, uh, venues to go in and eat so we can stagger throughout the year. Um, so it'd be like a pub crawl spread over. Yes. <laughs> yes. Every six Although, weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. Um, yet a true to form. I don't know whether you remember last year. I'm sure I reported on my um, uh, lovely list of power cuts that we had. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we've had another two this oh. month. <laughs> it's back on form. So I'm just awaiting my next Christmas day to be in power cut again. Um, yeah. Haven't had anything since, but had two evenings where we were in the dark. Oh, no, we haven't had any. I know there's been a lot up north, but we've not had any of it. Yeah, no. Well, ours ours is there's an underground fault, and the problem is they can't find it. Despite the okay. fact they've had an entire year to look for it and sort it mm. out, they clearly haven't. Um, so yeah, uh, one of our guild members just lives down the road from me, and she also goes out as well. So I message her, <laughs> see how she's doing because she's on her Aww. own down there. So well, yeah. if you you're bored feel free to come up (laughs) she spends most of the evening i think on the phone to the power company okay Um, (laughs) giving them what's for yep (laughs) um so yes we've done that i've also met oh i i've been out twice i've been out and i met a fellow caker for coffee as well lovely um so that was nice that was nice to catch up and see actually i haven't seen her all since i shut the shop so, um, so yeah, so I, I gave her some of my kitchen stuff so that she could put it in her room uh, to work from. Oh, okay. So I went over to, to see how well she's done with it. <laughs> that was nice. I've had a couple of trips to Queen's Park Rangers football ground. That's fun. All the way around by Heathrow. Yeah, twice. it's quite a trek. It is, yes. Twice for my son to play football, um, of which they won both times 4-0. So I'm hoping oh, that okay. we don't have to go again because <laughs> they, keep, they keep wanting a rematch. But, you know, oh, they keep getting hammered every time. So that's probably a good idea not to. So for people who don't know, it doesn't sound that far. It's the other side of London. It's what, a two-hour drive? It's yeah, we're going around the M25. So essentially, we're one side of the M25, and QPR is almost bang opposite. So, and by the time you get round to kind of Gatwick and Heathrow way, the traffic just stops to a crawl. Yeah, yeah. So you do have to allow a couple of hours. So when you've got to be there for um, like nine o'clock in the morning, it's a bit of an early start on the weekend. Yeah. Um, So it's lovely. Spend your Sundays in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time we went, I took another two dads and <laughs> two two team members. So there was uh, the car was absolutely full, and it was yeah. like having a party bus. <laughs> <laughs> Except you had to drive it and couldn't party. Well, yeah, I yeah, that's the problem because my car is big. I'm the one that does the party bus oh. driving. So uh, so yeah, so I've done yeah, I did the other dr- drive as well. Hmm. I must be a mug. Um, then oh, we had our we had another guild meeting in mm. person. Really Lovely. nice. So we had Joe Deer who came down and she made uh, flower pots. I think okay. her business is just cake, if I'm right. Okay. Um, I'll check that out anyway. Um, she made little um, poncettia 
flowers um, on a little mini fruitcake and it was really nice. It was a lovely evening. Oh, good. And uh, what else? I've had a wedding consult. I've had a wedding consultation. Hmm. But people have obviously um, coming in thick and fast for next year, realising that their wedding is uh, is coming through next year. And um, so I've got three consultations on the go at the moment. I obviously need wow. to find some. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to be organised. <laughs> I've, I've never been renowned for the most organised, but I have pieces of paper and I've folders and definitely one <laughs> I'm definitely one a sucker for stationery that's for sure oh I love stationery <laughs> love stationery <laughs> I know I know you can't get enough of it can you no I used so. to work in a stationery shop that was my Saturday <gasps> job when I was in school not really? a fancy one not a fancy one it was partners of stationers which was oh I think taken over by Ryman's they were like yeah. bargain basement cheap yeah, but yeah we yeah. used to sell a lot of seasonal tat yes so there was fun stuff yeah <laughs> Well, you see, and I've, it's a, I, I dare I say, it's a bit of a girl thing, isn't it? And it is, my, it is. yeah, my, both my girls love a bit of stationery too. Yeah, so, yeah. I remember someone saying to me once, like all little boys, and like, I don't know how true this is, but it certainly resonated with all the kids that I went to school with. All yeah. little boys go through a phase of liking space and dinosaurs and nature. And yeah. they never really grow out of it because they're still obsessed with programs about space. And they have nature programs and they'll watch all of them. And all girls go through a phase of loving stationery and stickers and they also never grow out of it. Yeah. (laughs) I am, yeah, I'm inclined to agree. Absolutely. (laughs) And I I can't wait. What is it about walking around a stationery shop and you just get so excited? I love it. I absolutely love it. (laughs) What what can I do with this? What can I do with this? Must keep going. So, yeah. so anyway, so, so yes. If anybody's got any women to buy for, stationery is always a good bet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's so much really good stuff now. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really really good. So yeah. Uh, so yeah. So that's my endeavour to. That's my excuse for going buy more stationery because I've got three, <laughs> I've got three wedding consultations on the go. <laughs> Okay. And you need to motivate yourself to use it, obviously. I do, I do. So I need to buy motivational stationery. And then yesterday I went to Chatham Dockyard and Mm. did a really, really nice uh, wreath making. Not cake, not cake. Yeah, yeah. uh, Wreath making uh, class um, with the master rope makers um at chatham so the same the same guys that i used the rope for the photo shoot back in october yeah we had a rope wreath i'll send you a picture of it it's hanging on my door now and then we wired on she had loads and loads of bits it was a lovely day oh Mm. that's really pretty it's very kind of autumnal isn't it it is isn't it yeah very nice so, I really like that. And the colours go really nicely with your door, actually. They do go nicely with the door. They don't go nicely with my interior decor. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um, and then I also, I had to take my daughter for her, well, I didn't have to, but I took my daughter for her second COVID jab. Oh, yeah. And the only place that I could go was Swanley, so another 20-minute drive. Was, oh, that's you know, quite far. Oh, tell me about it. Well, the only place that I could get my COVID booster, which is not until, well, wasn't until the 23rd of December. Yeah. Who, which is another 20 minute drive. There is a walk-in pharmacy around the corner from me that are just doing walk-in jabs now. Yeah. I haven't been able to get around there. So I drove my daughter last night 
and a bit of a result they were doing walk-ins as well so I got my booster mm. at the same time yeah, so which cancel the 23rd now. <laughs> yes, I've cancelled the 23rd. I am done and um and then today. <laughs> I've just been I've just been prepping for my uh, class tonight. It's my last class. Oh, okay. This year because we were supposed to be going to a concert next Monday, uh, which mm. has now been cancelled. <laughs> Until the 21st of November 2022. Oh my so, god! Okay. <laughs> it's quite a long postponement. It was supposed to be last year, so now this is two years on. Of course, it will okay. be. Uh, so I get next Monday night off. Nice, nice. Enjoy it. <laughs> I, I, will. I will. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think we might be going out for another meal instead. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Why not? That's what I Why say. Why not? Indeed. Yeah, yeah. Well, as a as a little segue between all the Christmas stuff and uh, what we tend to move on to next, what's not new? If no one has taken us up on our uh, offer last oh, no. year of making a cakey advent calendar. I know. How sad is that? <laughs> How sad is that? I'm really upset. <laughs> it's still lacking. So depending yeah. how motivated I'm feeling, we might. We I think might we should. I think we should. Make one next year. Yeah. Not a whole like, you know, run of them, like a one-off. Yep. And then have it as some <laughs> kind of prize or giveaway. Yeah. For anyone that's listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We'll pick. We'll pick the one. Well, it have to be November, won't it? We'll have to pick it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, yeah it it'd be sad not to be able to open it on the first. <laughs> <laughs> but I, we might. It's not a promise. It's a. It's a. No, we it's a thought. To. Yeah, I had. Uh, I had a bit of a lapse um, over Advent calendars, and I didn't get my kids one. <laughs> Everyone say, "Oh." <laughs> so have they got I've, one now. Well, I've improvised. Oh, okay. I, I'm, I I'm now, you bought them when they were juiced. No, well, I tried that as well, and they weren't. There weren't any around, so I had to. So frantically, I had to improvise, and I bought bags of um, uh, heroes sweets and okay. lint chocolates, and I've used my little bags that I had uh, for my wedding consultations. Yeah, the ones that I put cake in at Heaver Castle that I had left over. And I've sellotaped them to their doors, and I've cut out. <laughs> I've cut out a Christmassy picture, which I've hung over the front. <laughs> so obviously, I can have my bags back, and yes, then every okay. night before I go to bed, <laughs> I can just launch a sweet in. <laughs> oh, so it's just one bag per door, and then you just like, put a new sweet in in the morning. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I thought I've got, like, God, you've taped up like 75 bags to these Yeah, doors. no, no, <laughs> no, no. Uh, the, the other thought was I was going to, but I didn't have enough uh, gift tags. I was going to stick uh, 24, 25 gift tags on each door and then shove a suite underneath and sellotape it to the door. That's a um, lot. Yeah, but that means I have to be organised. This way, if I run out of sweets, I can just go and nips and get some more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, oh. <laughs> Genius idea. <laughs> yeah. Got an yeah. old button today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bit of fluff. Yeah. <laughs> why have I got why have I got a random sugar rose in my Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want just that. Lying, yeah, it's just lying around. <laughs> a roll of marzipan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so yeah <laughs> anyway sorry back to uh our advent calendar which i think is a brilliant idea and we should to be collaborate <laughs> you know yes <laughs> we should just 
think of ingenious things. Oh, of course, if anyone has any new stuff that they want to put into our advent calendar, they could yes. send it to us, couldn't they? They can get in touch. Yeah. But we'll obviously happy. by November, it may no longer be new. But, you know. Well, this is true. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. But, you know, it yeah. could be new to that person because that otherwise I find that a lot of stuff is not new. You know, if you've yeah. been doing caking for a long time, then, yeah. you know. But also, we don't want anything heavy because we're going to have to post it. So that's true. <laughs> so, that's true. No sugar paste. <laughs> 20, 24, 24 <laughs> grams of sugar paste. You imagine <laughs> like a pallet arriving. I've got to see how you're going to hang it up. <laughs> <laughs> Just get a wafer paper or something. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. We'll think on on that one. Maybe maybe they're going to need to live local to us. Yeah, it's like walking distance only. (laughs) Five minutes surrounding area to Gravesend and Welling. (laughs) That cuts our numbers down, Erica, dramatically. Definitely. Definitely. (laughs) Right. Serious. Serious. What we on to now? What have yes, you got that's new? <laughs> well, this came out last month, but only just after we recorded because it was launched at Cake International. Dinky Doodle have launched metallic dusts. Yeah. And these are a set of six. They're five grams a dust. And you can buy the set of six for £25 for the full set. Yeah. Uh, there's a gold, bronze, ruby, pewter, platinum and glitter pearl. They're oil soluble. So you can use them on chocolate as well. The advert that she did for launch was absolutely brilliant. Absolutely love it. It was a piss take of the Marks and Spencer's Christmas adverts. Absolutely brilliant. Loved it, Dawn. <laughs> it was brilliant, wasn't it? It was brilliant. Really, really good. <laughs> and um, yeah, so they come in a tub, but it's quite a low, wide tub, so that you're not likely to knock it over. And it's got a screw lid. And then underneath the screw lid is another little lift-off lid, which has got a little tab for you to pull. To, yep. to hold on to and then there's the dust so you can use the little lift off in a tray for mixing paints on yeah is the idea they are either five pound fifty each and are currently on four for three or yep. 25 pound for the full set of six i have also got hannah the cake illusionist has got some merchandise she's got a set of tools these are called tools of illusion and they come in a little purple zip carry case uh, it's a set of three double-ended tools, and on one end is a metal ball tool, so there's three different sizes of metal ball tools, and then on the other end is a silicon, soft silicon tip of some flexible silicon tip. So one's a chisel mm-hmm. tip, which says, perfect for fur texture, sculpting grooves and wrinkles, a tube tip for creating those scaly creatures as well as rivets and studs, and a cone tip for poking, prodding, and blending those hard-to-reach areas. I've got high hopes for these because Hannah's main thing is sculpted animal cakes and they're all fantastic. Yeah. So I think that would probably be a pretty good set if she's put it together. And I didn't say a price, did I? Uh, no. I've 29, got 2999. Yeah, 20, 20, no, no, 29, 29 99 including free UK posts and packaging. For the first 14 days, they've been reduced to £20.99. Mm-hmm. So they're currently on offer. Um, she's also got some aprons, which are pretty cool. They're sort of, they're pink 
and then with a design that's a bit old school tattoo sort of pin-up girl sort of thing with a foodie influence so there's a together we rise one don't worry big girl pants um what else has she got don't stop until you are proud that's it what's that with a sugar skull on it it has uh, there's also a cake artist one and a, there's little pin badges as well for £6. So the aprons are meant to be, again, £29.99, but reduced to £19.99 at the moment. And they're very nice aprons, mm. actually. They look they look pretty. Yeah, they I do. Like they do. I'd end up going for the black and then chucking icing sugar or something over yeah. myself. Yeah. <laughs> but they're kind of cool aprons. They're not. They um, are. They're not pretty, pretty aprons. She's pretty cool. No. I've also got sweet sticks have got some powder paints or dust colours basically. They are ten mil. Yeah. Which is 0.33 ounces. It all means nothing to me to be completely honest, but they look quite big. <laughs> <laughs> they are seven dollars fifty for one. Or you can get all ten colours. Plus the activator, which is a 50 mil activator, which is like a, a liquid that you pour in to make it a paint, basically, for $82. Mm-hmm. What else have I got? Oh, Robert Haynes Online School had launched, hasn't it? Yes, it so has I think indeed. To be able to sign up, I think you need to go through his mailing list, because I don't think it's yes. necessarily fit on general release yet. So it starts on the 17th of January. Okay. And I think there was 150 places and you don't have to buy all of the equipment to go with it. I think there's the equipment is bits more, but buy. you don't have, yeah, the bits to buy, but you don't need to buy absolutely everything. There's a kind of a list for some people who want to buy absolutely everything. And there's a list for people who want to buy the minimum. So you can kind of work between the two. Yeah. But yeah, sounds interesting. And I think he is a really good tutor. His work is amazing. It and is. also, from what I remember, it wasn't just one item that you made in the school. It was like a whole arrangement. Yeah, I'm just trying to find it, actually. Yeah, I can't. The, I've got I all know, the emails in front of me. I'm just going I'm down. I'm sure it was an arrangement because there was more than one tutorial on it. So from that yeah. point of view, it's actually not as expensive as it sounds. Yeah. I've got so many emails from him. Yeah. A minute. I've, I've got one that took me to a YouTube video that I watched. So yeah, but that was quite long. That was like the launch party. But were you saying there was like 2,000 people interested or something like that? I saw somewhere on, I'm sure it was on Facebook, that he said that there was 2,000 people that had registered interest. Yeah. So 2,000 for 150 places. places. Yeah. Yep. It's going to go teaches, fast. He teaches across the world, so it's going to be a good option for a lot of people who then don't have to pay for flights or anything like that. So yes. Definitely. Yeah, definitely, definitely. If yes. you like Robert, then I think it's yeah. worth doing for I think sure so yes what have you found um well other than the few bits that you had i've got she says turn my piece of paper over <laughs> um so, yeah, so i'm obviously going down a bit of an eco line at the minute i saw that miss biscuit has been promoting on her instagram compostable cookie bags okay so she's got there's a there's a range um, I don't know why we can't do this in the UK. Is she in Australia? She is. Yeah, I believe she is, isn't she? I think so. Her website mm. is .au, so I presume. So it must be Australia, yeah. yes. So we've got, we've got they range from, size-wise, 
65 millimeters by 115 mil and you get a hundred of them uh so they're 1095 that's us um sorry australian dollars then so that's about Um, australian dollars is about half to pounds roughly isn't it right okay so you'd be looking at about five or six yes obviously then you've got postage yeah, but I'm not sure. Maybe you might be able to find them um, imported via yeah. one of the big companies. I haven't yeah, looked, to be honest. Um, and then they go up to 120 mil by 190 mil. So you get 100 of those and they're 1595 um, Australian dollars. But I really like this idea that you actually put your biscuits in and mm. they and you seal them. So you heat seal them like... Um, uh, what those like uh, the cling, just, cling films, yes, but you know what I mean. Like no, film bags. <laughs> yes, so you just heat seal it, and then um, and then when it's done, you can compost the bag. I think that's a great idea because it's going to have had food in it anyway, so it makes yeah. sense for it to go in your food bin. Yeah, totally. Because then it's totally. not it's not contaminated with anything, is it? That you can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you're not using any um, kind of glues on it. Perfect. Brilliant idea. No, I think it's a brilliant idea. And uh, so I would go over to Miss Biscuits um, website and go and find um, if you're interested in, in that kind of thing. Sorry, it says they will typically biodegrade in just a few weeks in a home compost bin, depending on the conditions. Best yes. use for confectionery, dried foods, pasta, muesli biscuits, bakery, crisps and snacks. Yeah. I think it's it's a really good idea, and yeah, we should so. we should be doing it over here, and Absolutely. we should be doing it now. Yeah. I, I can't see any excuses really anymore. No, no. Um, you know, but anyway. And then the other thing I was I found quite interesting. So I've gone into a bit of a purchasing uh, beeswax wraps um, for my kids' pat lunches because I'm fed up with the quantity of plastic mm. um, that goes out of my door. So three kids. Three bags a day. I think that's a lot of plastic. Yeah. Um, that is going into the rubbish. So I tried a beeswax wrap that I got. I picked it up in Sainsbury's and I think it was £4.50, which was really cheap, actually, having looked around. Mm. Uh, so I experimented with one child <laughs> just, to, just to see before I uh, before I went and got any more. Yeah. And it's worked brilliantly. So you just warm it up with the, the heat of your hands. Yeah. and uh, wrap up wrap up your food but as I was so, so I was doing a bit of a, a recce because you can actually get um, beeswax melts that prolong the life of these as well okay. and, and yeah so I bought some and then I thought I'll google their website and see what else they do hmm. so this is the beeswax wrap company and they've actually got as you go through products there's a calf kids and one and someone is distinctly got a wrap wrapped up as a piping bag. And mm. I wondered how and if that would work. Um, I feel like it might work better for buttercream than it might for royal icing. Yeah. They're using it to flood biscuits in the picture you sent over, aren't they? Yes. Well, what I find but- extremely strange is the fact that the, uh, that the, <laughs> that the um, wrap is a piping bag. That must be full of a lot of royal icing <laughs> because yeah. that's one whopper of a piping bag. But the representation would say it's going on a cookie, yeah. which would suggest that it's royal icing. Yeah. So I don't think this is I don't think this is true to form. But I think that maybe maybe I need to experiment. Mm. Maybe 
But they, the trouble is they're quite expensive to experiment with if you're going to cut the end off uh, to become a piping bag. But then couldn't you just wrap it so it's not a complete point, if you know what I mean? Maybe. Like make, a, make a sloppy piping bag where the point is not the point is. Erica, not you've heard about my piping bag making. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. I'd be interested to see, because obviously you don't really need a seal on it, do you? Because a paper no. bag doesn't have a seal. You just hold it with tension. So yeah. that's not necessarily yeah. an issue. And these wrap on themselves and they, they kind of seal themselves quite yeah. well. Anyway, yeah. so it would be really interesting to see. Uh, so maybe I will endeavour to try yeah. and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> if I get five minutes in my life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully we should be creating a little bit of time because we've had a chat and yes. we've decided we're going to give ourselves January off. <laughs> yes. It's our little it's our Christmas treat to ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Things have got a bit hectic and we've run out of time to schedule anything else in. So, yeah. <laughs> so we would actually like a little bit of time off um, yes. over Christmas. So we decided we're going to have January off and yes. uh, come back in February. Yes. Refreshed with stuff ready to go and in the bag yes. and all the rest of it. Yes. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be much time off in that respect. I think we'll be doing lots of recording. <laughs> I think so, but with less of a deadline. <laughs> yes, that would be lovely. Yes, that's, because so that's we're recording today on Monday. I've got a cake to do, and this has got to be out on Wednesday morning. So, yes, <laughs> and I'm at work on Wednesday, so uh, yes. yeah, it's a little. Uh, there's a, little there's tight. lots to be done. Yeah, lots to be done over the next few weeks in the lead up to Christmas. I think. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, and we've also had a little chat about um, what we want to do going forwards as well, sort of format wise, yes. haven't we? We have, yes. So we thought it'd be a really good idea that instead of actually interviewing people, we uh, we just bring them on for a chat. Yeah, which... we thought that might be more true to the format because we're not really, yes. we don't do interviews. <laughs> no. <laughs> Although we've got one lined up still that has to come out, but after that we won't be doing interviews. <laughs> yes, which... which... <laughs> but it's quite an interesting one though. So mm, I yes, think that's yes. I think that's worthy yeah. of doing. But yes, yeah. so so if anyone would like to come on and have a chat with us, yeah, get in touch. Quite, yeah, we'd love to. We'd love to have you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and you can we can chat about anything. It just can't be a sales pitch. Basically, is the rule. I think. Yes, that sounds like a good plan. Although we can talk about what you're what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. What you're up and coming. What you're doing. But yeah. you know, yeah. Don't use this an advert. Yeah, if you want to get in touch with us, just message us on Instagram at the Sugar Craft Junkies, or yep. you can email us, which is <laughs> the Sugar Craft Junkies at gmail dot com, isn't it? Yeah, yes. <laughs> that sounds right. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Sam's in charge of the email account, so I'll bounce her badly. <laughs> right. So, shall we move on to our topic for this month? I think that sounds like a perfect idea. This month, we're talking about photo shoots. So not the uh, magazine type, but the collaboration type photo shoots, which Sam's done quite a bit of lately, haven't you, Sam? I've done, yeah, I've done a few now, which has been quite nice. I haven't done any, so I'm going to be asking probably quite a few questions and Sam's going to be telling us what she's found out and what she knows. We'll attempt that anyway. (laughs) So how did you get into doing the photo shoots? How did it all come about? 
Okay, so it first came about when um, another cake friend of mine who had done quite a few um, told me about them because obviously last year, year before, you know, it was a bit of a dodgy year for everybody and she'd been getting involved in them. So there are various pages on Facebook which different suppliers go to and they all just collaborate together. So I found one and the first one that I did was very much uh, I tagged on it by chance because you find that as soon as someone posts up and if it's a quiet time of year, Mm. people jump on it. So then it's actually really hard to get into your first one. Um, Okay. So is this are these groups sort of location based or are they anywhere? So you've got to sort of check where it is before you. Some of them you do. Yeah. Otherwise okay. you could be jumping on one in Scotland and you're in <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Which wouldn't work too well. <laughs> yeah. So you do have to, yeah, you do have to read sometimes. Sometimes they forget to actually put on where they're based as well. Uh, okay. So sometimes it can take a little bit of surfing. But yeah, I just tagged myself onto uh, someone who had posted And I said, oh, would you like a cake to go with that? And they said, yeah, that would be brilliant. And that's how um, I first started um, with my first one. So they're not necessarily advertising for cake decorators to go with it then? A lot of them do. A lot of them post and say that they've already got X, Y and Z, but I still need blah, blah, blah. Um, Okay. And what I do find is that when uh, they're usually usually run by the um, photographer, Okay. So if they've been doing quite a few shoots before, they will then turn around and collaborate with people they've collaborated with before. Yeah, so if you've already got the contacts and it's worked yeah. well, then why change, I guess? Exactly, which is what makes it hard for anyone that wants to get into it because, you know, they'll keep with the same people and it's mm. when you want something extra or maybe you've worked with somebody and it hasn't quite worked um then you'll look for someone else yeah uh, so okay. yeah it was it was lucky I think I was lucky and what would you need to search for on Facebook groups to uh to find these things like um, collaboration or uh, just uh photo shoots yeah collaboration photo shoots um oh what else was there collaborations in Kent if you are oh, or look for collaborations in your area I should say, because obviously being in Kent, that's not going to help everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. the other thing that I did find that um, you'll see a lot of is the lettering TPF. And everyone assumes that you know what TPF stands for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no. <laughs> so it doesn't it basically mean that I don't know what the letters stand for, but it means that it's like a skills trade and there's no money changing hands. That's exactly it. (laughs) Yes, it's... uh, Something portfolio. uh, 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 Yeah. Do you know, even I've forgotten what it is now. I'll come back, I'll find out what it is. But it's time, time, oh, time for photos, TFP. Time for photos. So So you give your time and your product for free. And in return, you get some professional photos that you can use. Okay. It's a really good way to up your portfolio. And I suppose to get some really nice pictures that you've got a say in how they look. 
because obviously yeah. if you've got wedding photos that you hand them over to someone you can look at them and go oh that's not really the kind of photo I want to put on my yes. website thanks but it was yes. a lovely cake <laughs> <laughs> See, that's exactly it. And you have no control over the photographers that are at the weddings. Mm. And a lot of the time, they can just be family or friends. Yeah. And and no one's invested in proper photos. So the lighting could be wrong and the shadows. And, you know, with with all the will in the world, some people will send you one of their photos and you're like, oh, I really can't use it. Yeah, I've had cakes that I've done that I really loved and then, the photos were so heavily tuned in terms of colour that I just didn't mm. like the look of the cake anymore. I was like, oh, I don't like how this looks in this picture, yeah. but I really liked it in real life. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I do try and take a photo of mine when I set it up. Mm. Um, but the thing is, it's really nice to have a bride and groom, like real yeah. people in your photo. Um, but that's it's not always possible. yeah. And I suppose you get to do things that are a bit more creative, don't you? Because a lot of the time they're mm. themed and yes. just a bit more fun. Yeah. So what, what would happen is the photographer would post out a mood board to oh, you. Oh, okay. Ooh, so you would get, fun. yeah, so you get an idea of colours and theme that, they, that they're going along. And, you know, you can then be creative and you can put your spin on the cake that you want to be photoed. So do they tell you what they want? Like we want a, I don't know, a tiered cake or we want, or is it just completely down to you? I've never had that. Um, I've always had it left to me. Um, okay. Because I guess, you know, I would be selective as to what cake I want to produce. So I, I did turn one down that had, um, it was a celebration cake, mm. but I don't want to do celebration cakes for my business. So I wanted to do something that was going to represent and I could use the photos because if I'm going to put the time in, then I want to be able to use those photos on a website or on social media. Yeah, so I guess you've got to, if you've got a business, you've got to not get too carried away with, oh, this sounds Mm. fun and make a cake that you would never, ever want to replicate for a customer because then what was the point of doing the shoot? Yeah. And I don't mind necessarily if I've got absolutely nothing on and, you know, I'm bored and I want something to do. That's not necessarily Mm. a problem. And I don't think that's a problem for anybody. But if you're thinking with your business head on and you want to be able to make the most of that work that you're putting in, then look at what you want to do for your business and go down that route and be picky about what you choose. And I guess the style in which you you do because I know you've done you did one with like was it llamas or something pom-poms and I did one with pom-poms yeah kind of themed and if your wedding cake if you've got a wedding cake business that's not in the slightest bit novelty or quirky then that would be entirely wrong for you completely (laughs) (laughs) exactly so you know if you're skilled at doing I don't know naked cakes and then suddenly you put yourself down to do some kind of three four five tier fondant cake that's going to get photographed and it's not going to represent you at all then don't yeah. do it yeah so what would you need to bring along to these photo shoots then well for me personally um I just take my completed dummy cake uh which either depending upon how far I'm gonna travel I'll just take it as a complete you know glue it all together and take it along as one piece 
Mm. Um, I will also take a stand because uh, the first shoot that I did, I I wasn't sure what I needed to take. So yeah. I didn't, it wasn't right up until the last minute that I thought, oh, so who takes what? So I think that always take something that you want to see how your cake represented. For example, the first shoot that I did, which was in a woodlands, uh, it was Halloween. Mm. I took it and then just last minute I threw in uh, like a, a net, you know, like the nets that you have all the spiders on and stuff that you put up oh, at yeah. Halloween. Well, I had a net which had no spiders. <laughs> and we, used <laughs> that, we used that as a table covering. And then um, she, the photographer, had got some little mini pumpkins Okay. So we put some of those around as well. But I think really you need to think about that as a whole. So when I did the pom-pom cake, I took my stand, but I sat and I made <laughs> loads and loads of pom-poms mm. to match the cake. And then I taped them to the bottom of my stand Yes, um, I remember us talking about that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I still have pom-poms in the kitchen from it. <laughs> um, so I, I think you just need to think about, you know, it. where is it going to go? Does it need a cloth? Don't expect someone to have put a cloth on where the cake's going to go. You know, yeah, do it's, you... it's not an event, is it? So you're not going to have an event organiser that's going to set no. anything up for you. No, and I think really uh, you're florist is your best friend as well okay there's a lovely girl that I've done a few shoots with and I always message her and see what she's got and I show her a picture of what I've done or what I'm planned to do Mm. because sometimes that I find with shoots is you've got a mood board but everyone interprets the mood board completely differently yeah and you want it to come together so that your product is not going to stand out and look completely different to everything else that's there. Okay. Which I guess is a very similar to a wedding if you don't communicate yeah. with other people. I think as well, like a mood board done right, you would all be on the same page. But if someone's mm. not very skilled at putting them together, yes, that's when maybe you will go off in different directions. And that is something that probably would happen at a wedding because the brides are not professionals at design necessarily. No, no. I mean, I have turned up to a wedding before with a cake and there's nothing at the venue that matches the cake at all. But that was the brief I was given by the bride and groom. But that's what they want, yeah. Yeah, And, and I take a very different stance now with bride and grooms and look at you know if they can send me pictures of their decor or their invitations or something before mm. I even, A, start designing a cake, or if they've got ideas, I do kind of, you know, throw it back to them as to whether this is actually going to work with their theme. Yeah. But yes, it's okay. can, be, can be a challenge. Who else is involved in these shoots? Obviously, there's you and a photographer, but what other businesses tend to get involved? Okay, so the, the main, obviously, the main ones you want are models because that would be helpful mm. to have a bride and groom, ideally. Um, <laughs> if you're going to, obviously, if it's going to go down the the wedding route, mm. I mean, obviously, if it's not, you still need models because people in photographs, you know, it just changes it completely. Um, yeah. And so then it depends on what kind of 
what kind of theme you're going to go for. So the um, alpaca shoot that we did, um, we obviously had, we had a florist. We had an alpaca. <laughs> oh, we did. <laughs> there, was two, there was two alpacas. They were lovely. Um, but they, they, they didn't want to uh, be put on um, on leads. <laughs> so the bride and they did, but they, they weren't happy about it. But then, you know, don't work with animals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so obviously a florist because that makes a huge, huge difference. Um, we've had uh, stationery um, oh. set up. Yeah, we had lovely um, stationery on that shoot. And actually, I think on the last shoot that I did as well, we had some lovely stationery. Um, it all depends on how much the photographer really wants to take and add mm. to it and whether it whether it fits, I think. Um, obviously, you want a makeup artist uh, if you've got models and you want a hairdresser. Yeah, which would be very helpful. And we've had the last two, three times actually, hair accessories. So um, there's a lovely, lovely uh, lady who does some stuff um, at a place called Vintage Adornments, and mm. it's beautiful hair accessories. She, she and she'll post, so she'll post them down to the photographer. We'll use okay. them, and then the photographer will post them back. Oh, okay. Um, so I don't even really need to turn up. It's just their products no, that are there. No, if you can, if you can just post your product and you're happy, what I would say is that it has to be something you're happy to post out because I am. Yeah. That well, I'll go through that later. But you know, I think there's some cons to the whole thing as well. Um, so we had uh, a balloon arch set up at the alpaca shoot as well. Yeah. We didn't at the first shoot. We didn't at the um, last shoot, but uh, we did at that one. We also had furniture. Okay. <laughs> turn up. There's a furniture company that arrived with um, a sofa and a chair and some rugs, and they were all set out, uh, which was really nice because that gave a whole lovely um, look to the shoot. Mm. Um, and then, obviously, the venue. They're quite an important part of the day. Yeah. So do these tend to be outdoors or are there a lot of them indoors or does it vary? I think it, it varies and it can vary depending on the time of year. So obviously yeah. if there's a winter shoot, then you might want to do it indoors in, so you know, actually some kind of So you of don't cozy. get rained on. Well, yes. Yeah. Our last shoot, we did have, we had some outdoors and some indoors, uh, which was good because if the weather was bad, then, you know, we could all duck inside. Mm. Okay. Oh, shoes. <laughs> Just remembered that your bride might want to be wearing some shoes and a wedding dress. And some clothes, presumably, yes. rather than just <laughs> shoes. <laughs> well, that's a whole different photo shoot. <laughs> so gen generally, it seems that the uh, bride is quite well looked after. And, yeah. um, and you find, uh, you know... There's there's wedding dress shops that will happily loan you gowns, and okay. some that aren't quite so happy. So yeah, um, but the groom generally ends up finding his own suit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's a sad. shame. Yeah, <laughs> but you know when it's all brought together, it looks absolutely lovely. It really does. Yeah. So it's pretty much everyone who's got a. A, not a stake, but a business in the wedding industry yeah. or could sell to the wedding industry would yeah. perhaps yeah. be involved. Definitely, definitely. The whole celebration thing would work as well, but you need, you're need obviously 
gonna have to sell to a high end because you're selling a dream aren't you really yeah selling a, a theme and something that people could buy into and that's what the um the magazines tend to you know get as well so a lot of the photos may well get sent off to um magazines for publishing oh okay and that brings in a whole new realm of um, whether you are then allowed to post your bits onto social media. Okay. Because sometimes magazines want the first print of it. Yeah. Before it gets published everywhere. Hmm. hmm. Interesting. But yeah. then presumably as well, like obviously they wouldn't print every photo. So as long as you know the ones that they're going to publish, you would then have other pictures that you could post. Yeah, I just don't think that you know that for quite a while until they're ready to take what they want. Yeah. So I think that one of the things that you need to be aware of, and I'm not sure that is really discussed, is when you can actually have the photos to publish. Mm. Or if everyone is happy to wait until they've been sent off to a magazine. Because it's not always easy to find a magazine straight away either. And it's got to be the right time of year. So if you do a summer shoot, actually that shoot might not be wanted until the following summer. Because the publishing has happened. Yeah. So you could do shoots and have to sit on the photos and just wait so do you not tend to shoot sort of out of season the same way they do in TV and like shoot all their Christmas stuff in September and that sort of thing? I think it depends on where your venue is because you've got, obviously you have to then, if you're going to do a Christmas one in the summer, you've got to find a venue that's happy for you to take a part of it and decorate it yeah. obviously for Christmas. But a lot of the venues, obviously, if you're doing that in the summer, they're used for weddings so the yeah, quiet season is in the winter. It's mm. It can, I think it, you know, there's just a lot of factors. And yeah, I mean, if you can get in there and you can do it, then why not? It makes sense to. But I'm kind yeah. of thinking that a lot of those shoots may well be paid for, that, you know, someone's paid to use a venue for that, for a high-end magazine. Whereas when you're doing okay. it for free, yeah. you have to They're not going to go out of their way so much, are they? No. <laughs> What else have you found that's useful then? What else do you want to tell us about? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I did, for my sins, I did try and organise a shoot, um, which was the last one that I did. Um, And I I did do it along with the photographer in the end because actually the amount of work, and, I, you know, hats off to photographers for organising this because... I found it an incredible amount of work to do. It's very hard to find models, mm-hmm. especially models that all do the modelling for free for the photos. Yeah. The The girl that I worked with, she gave me a lot of guidance on trying to find them. And in the end, I actually used my niece and her husband. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I blagged them in the end. And actually, they were brilliant, absolutely brilliant. But... You know, I went around quite a few models asking them and send the mood board off. And then you just don't hear a reply. And then because you're constantly doing that and you don't know how long you're supposed to give before you go on to the next one. Um, But then I think for models, it's not going to bring them in work. 
is it really? No. Because they've still got to go to casting. So it's not, they're not going to be as keen to do it for free as we would. It's probably the equivalent of being approached by someone saying, do you want to do us a free cake for exposure? Yeah. Yeah. It's probably very much like that because it's not going to get them work. No, I think what what we tend to look at, or what I was told to look at, you know, have a look at couples that are that are just out on the town that might fancy doing some photos. You know, oh, okay. don't necessarily yeah, yeah. go for like models or people who are just starting up on their modelling career uh, yeah. because they want to create a portfolio. Yeah. A lot of models will, have, or, you know, professional models will have their portfolio, so they don't need or want to do that kind of work. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so that was so that was one of the things. And then trying to find yourself hairdressers and makeup artists, everybody that's free on the same day. And mm. but, but the first thing I had to do was to agree, and this was the hardest thing anyway, was to agree a date with the venue and the photographer. Okay. Um, and pin a date in the diary before you can do anything else. Um, obviously, it fits with yourself as well because yeah. if you're organising it. Be a bit of a pain if you, you know, you organise it and you can't have your products in there. Yeah. Um, so was this the one at the dockyard you did? It was the one at Chatham okay. Dockyard. Um, it was quite. It was very challenging, probably because I had a run of wedding cakes and uh, Hever Castle showcase as well. All mm. you know within three weeks of the run up. So. Isn't that why it makes sense for the photographers to be organising this? Because their job starts at the photo shoot and after, essentially. They don't really have to do any prep because they've got their kit. Yeah. You know, they might think about what they want to take photos of, but they don't need to make anything for the day. They take their photos at the shoot and then edit them after. So it makes sense for them to be the one organising it, whereas you've got to do all your work before the shoot. Yes. So it kind of doesn't make sense for you to be organising it. Well, I, I'd already spoken to the photographer and we had, you know, we were in agreement on, she gave me dates. So it was just then trying to pin that down with the venue, uh, mm. what could be done. But once those two were in place, then it was trying to find the rest. And and you'd find that, you know, you could get certain people. So as soon as the concept was kind of like there, there were certain people. So I got the florist on board. So she, was, she had it in her diary. Um, and this was like... I'd know, I suppose four months before. But then as time went on, there's just one or two that you need to pick up. And and then that's when it starts to become difficult when you can't pick those up. Yeah. And I do think that it is easier probably for one person to be doing the organising because they have it in their head what they want to achieve. Yeah. But on the flip side, it's nice to share that, um, you know, trying to get those things in because it is a lot of work. Um, I, I suppose I'm, it'd be better if you had someone working with you in your normal business and the yes. two of you would do it. Yes. Yeah. That would make more sense because then you'd naturally have more interaction with them anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. And then it's just for all of us, we provide our products on the day. And then obviously the photographer does their stuff and you just then have to wait because obviously for even for them, Paid work has to come first. Mm. So I don't, I don't anticipate we'll get the uh, photos from Commissioner's House until after Christmas now. And when did you do your shoot? Um, 17th of October. Okay. So it just depends. I mean, they have been quicker than that. But prior to this, obviously, we've had lockdown and stuff. So yeah, there's been less work around. 
it wasn't so realistic to (laughs) no no so I would say yeah you just have to be you have to be patient um they are really good things to do if you've got time if they fit with what you want to do Mm. and you know you're not in a rush for the photos yeah and I suppose as well like you've got to factor in the amount of time you're spending on it because obviously if you're organizing it as well that's more of your time you're giving up for free yes absolutely what are you getting back in return is it worth the time and effort that you're putting in or would it be cheaper for you just to go and like hire a photographer to come and take some pictures of your cakes yeah absolutely absolutely and really I mean I I cobbled mine together it became part of my dummy cake for the showcase that I did and then I reused it for the photo shoot yeah okay that one wasn't something that I specifically put together so I mean that worked and that worked for me um, and yeah. that's probably how I would do it again I would probably look at a shoot and go oh what have I already got made yeah now um but it would just, they not want a completely new cake for their shoot or was it not something they are overly bothered about? It depends if you've, you know, I don't necessarily have all of mine that have been photographed and posted on social media. So okay. it could be something that I've already got stashed away that I think yeah. would, that would suit and just make it, it up a bit. Yeah, well, exactly. You know, if you can just take a few bits off of a dummy cake and shove a few more bits on, you've not put too much work and effort in. I think mm. the the one thing that I would think about um, in hindsight is that, yeah, everybody has to know that they are um, in agreement that you take responsibility for your own products. Okay. Because there's not any written agreement. You know, I had to produce a risk assessment for the one that we did. Mm. And the photographer has never been asked for a risk assessment before for any shoot that she's done. So it it does kind of then spring to mind where if something goes wrong, where's the blame going? Who's responsible for it? Yeah, which is why I wouldn't organise another shoot because I think, well, where are these dresses? You know, wedding dresses are expensive. What if, if something goes wrong, if there's a tear or something, who is taking the responsibility? You know, is the yeah. shop agreeing? Can you get insurance for it? Are you insured for it? Is exactly. it exactly? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think that that is that's the thing that's missing. So if I take my cake and it falls over or someone knocks it off before the photos have happened, yeah, it's a chance. I've I've got to accept that it's a chance that it could happen. Okay, unlikely, mm. but. I'm providing that free of charge uh, for photos, but there's no there's no recourse. You know, there's nowhere that I can go to say, you've just done that. You're paying me the fifteen hundred yeah. pounds that it's you know the time that it's taken me to do that. Yeah. So I think that there are pros and cons to doing it, and I think you just have to be aware of that and that you are taking that risk yourself. Okay. So when you're at the photo shoot, I thought of another question. Okay. How long does it take usually? Is it a whole day thing or is it a couple of hours? Or Well, that depends on what the photographer wants to achieve. So if they want something where the sun is setting, which is what we did at the alpaca shoot, I 
as the cake maker, I don't have to arrive as early as the models, the makeup artists and the hairdresser. Um, mm. I, I think I turned up early afternoon and we were there until about six o'clock. So we were there for quite a long time. I didn't have yeah. to stay, but a huge element is about networking as well. Yeah. So by staying, you make some of those contacts that are quite yeah. vital, in, especially in the wedding industry. You know, when people can recommend you, it's almost like you're giving that time to enhance your business. But you don't have to stay. But obviously, on the flip side, I mean, we moved we moved that cake around quite a lot in a field. Uh, yeah. So if I wasn't there to move it, someone else would have to move it. And then if they knocked it or broke it, then they would feel terrible. If I did it, that's my fault. And you can fix it. <laughs> in theory. <laughs> so it just depends I think I was at the Halloween photo shoot a bit longer because Victoria wanted to get some photos when it got dark and she had flares and things um yeah see that you know you know those colored flares that they you see yeah where they carry those and the uh commissioner's house one we finished by four o'clock um in the afternoon Uh, we started about ten Okay, so it is pretty much a day you're giving up on the day, isn't it? By the time you've travelled, set up, got back, unpacked. Exactly. And, and of course, makeup artists might want to change a look, so they need to, you know, stop. Because sometimes there's two wedding dresses, so there's a change, and then you want to change Or you might do like a day and an evening sort of. Yes, because to maximise your time, you want to be able to, like a makeup artist might want to get a couple of looks out of it so that they can put on their on their thing uh on their site and uh, likewise with hairdressers and or you know if a piece has come out you need to go and sort it out and retidy it yeah so you are giving up a lot of your time to it but you know it was a fun day on the you know on the flip side of all of the hard work and everything it's yeah. nice to get out it's nice to see people if you're purely thinking of it as business then maybe it's not as cost effective but you get to meet people, you get to do some networking, you have a nice day. Um, it's usually down to the organisers to bring some snacks, <laughs> take some yeah. Scooby snacks with you. <laughs> and yeah, it's it's nice. It is nice. Good. So overall, you're glad that you've got into it? Overall, yes. I would just be more picky about ones that I do. Okay. And I would... Um, what was the other thing I was going to say? I wouldn't organise one again. <laughs> <laughs> I would participate, mm. but the the time that it took was too much out of my working day. Well, that was very interesting. Thank you, Sam. That's all right. You're very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I would really enjoy working from a mood board, but mm. I can tell you now that it's not the kind of work I need to bring in. So, yeah. There would be no, it would be for fun if I did it rather than for. I'll just send you a mood board over just for fun then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is really interesting to see how different people do interpret it, even though you've got the mood board, the colours and everything. But, you know, it sparks an idea. Mm, absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Oh, lovely. So, who is your one to watch this month, Sam? Oh, <laughs> 
it's me again. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so my one to watch this month is I've decided that I'm going to go with one of the uh, fantastic um, stand makers that are out there. Um, and I'm going to go with Bramble Sky. So on Instagram, they are Bramble Sky 2014. I have a few of um, their stands. And this is a business that is run, I'm not sure it's solely run by Kate, but this, but the lady Kate Palmer Irani is the lady that I have had a lot of communication with because I asked her if she would send me a stand by a certain date. And she was so obliging and very helpful that I thought, do you know what? Because at the minute, I've, I've been bombarded with some really bad customer service. Mm. And customer service is so key. And they were fantastic. Oh, good. You do need to, depending on the time of year that you're going to order, you need to be organized because summer is obviously absolutely crazy busy. And mm. um, I think I ordered a stand and it took, we had a leading time of six weeks. Yeah. So and I know in summer they don't, well, not in summer, all year round, they don't just do cake stands. They do all of the accessories that go with it. So they'll do yes. like the seating plan board. They'll do the table centres. They'll do yes. all of that stuff. So potentially during wedding season, there's a, a lot of stuff they need to get out. There is, there is. They, they have a um, an Etsy shop as well where you can, you know, you can buy your hoops and your bases. And they obviously they've got a lot of new stands that are coming out as well. Mm. They've got a stainless steel, a food safe stainless steel, um, almost like a dowel type thing that's attached to the, to the stand. And you just push that straight into your cake. And then you can oh. put your next cake straight on top. So... That's a, I think that's kind of taking it to a completely to a different level. Although you need to make sure, obviously, that your cake is the depth of their what <laughs> if you like, because <laughs> yeah. otherwise you could have some sinkage. What else have they got? They, they've got some lovely geometric kind of um, stands and bases. You know, there's so yeah. many different things out there now, which I absolutely yeah. I love because it gives um, a wedding a look. Yeah, it's totally different. I love their stuff. I think it's very pretty. It's mostly metal and mm. wood. It is. There's there's not so much plastic and there's not so much mm. classic pedestal styles. It's more geometric yep. and clean lines and very modern. Yes. Yeah. I really, I really, really like it. And I look forward to all their new stuff that's coming out. Um, they've got one on here that's a, it's a swing I haven't mm. put I haven't put a cake on a swing yet. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> maybe fine. at your next shoot, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, who's your uh, one to watch? Uh, my one to watch is "Don't Tell Charles." So this is all one word: "Don't Tell Charles," and this is a business run by Thal Armstrong, who is in Melbourne, Australia. I love the name of this business, sorry. Can I just say that? I love the name of the business. (laughs) Don't Tell Charles do online courses and they teach modern buttercream designs. We teach modern buttercream cake design techniques that can be mastered by anyone. We help creators work smarter, not harder. And they do a number of online courses with their own special buttercream recipe. Um, Being based in Australia, we were saying before we started recording, Mm. you know it's going to be a buttercream, it doesn't melt. It's yeah. going to be a good one for the heat. But I also really like their style. It's very abstract, yeah. but not 
not so abstract that there's no sort of theme or design to it. Mm. They've got a great way of putting together colour and shape, even though a lot of it is not necessarily intentional because obviously when you sort of scrape your buttercream, it it creates a shape Mm. that you can't control, I guess. But if you scroll down um, quite a fair way, I think up the top of the page at the minute, there's a few reels on different things. There's a few cakes, but if you scroll down a little bit more, there's quite a lot from the past and I really love their style. It's so nice and bright and cheerful and modern, but not fussy, but interesting and not plain. Um, <laughs> oh, you can, I couldn't have put that back to myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it, got it's some just, beautiful stuff, hasn't it? They're, yeah, and it's all presented really nicely. And I really enjoy their her reels as well. So she's done a few different reels. Um, one, I think her husband. Um, plays quite a big part in quite a lot of them about how people carry cakes getting them out the car and it's him with his cake in a box with a clear lid carrying it on its side and <laughs> and there's also one she's done um, relatively recently I thought but looking back at a page maybe not that recently they do cutting cards sort of directions which you can buy as well for how to cut their cake because they're tall buttercream cakes mm-hmm. and she got her husband to follow the instructions on the card and filmed him doing it just <laughs> just to see how easy it was. I was like, here's a knife, here's the cake, follow the instructions, I'm going to film you. <laughs> so won't work in my house. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's a good test. It's a very good test as to how um, how easy they are to understand by someone who doesn't do this. Yes. And doesn't do Definitely. it regularly. Definitely. It, but yeah, I, he's, I don't know what he does. It's some kind of like a structural engineer or something because he was so precise. It was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, do you know what? I really love all the clean edges, the sharp yeah. edges that she does. Yeah. But there's also some cakes without sharp edges. So there's one that she's done that's got a very wonky edge and she's emphasized it with a really thin line of black piping. And it looks amazing. Yeah. Sort of natural edges and wriggly lines, she's called yeah. it. But yeah, yeah I think... A really lovely eye for design and I think I know a few people that have done her buttercream course but I couldn't confirm it <laughs> but I, I believe that the courses they do are also worthwhile and good but yeah I really enjoy looking at her stuff so that is Thou Armstrong and the um, Instagram handle is Don't Tell Charles. I am following her now. Lovely. <laughs> We're done. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) So that's it for this month. Thank you all for listening. Um, We'd love it if you'd leave us a five-star review anywhere, if possible. (laughs) Uh, We'll link the things we've mentioned in the show notes below. And you can follow us on Instagram at the Sugarcraft Junkies, where we'll be posting pictures of things we've mentioned in this episode. And we'll be back on the 10th of February. So we will talk to you then. Have a lovely, happy new year, and we'll speak to you in 2022. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.